Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Four Glory Podcast. In this week's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. Joining us is Corey of the Common Lands. He'll be playing a special NPC. So, Corey, I want to say thank you for joining us today. I'm just I'm grateful for the opportunity. I just want to say thank you for having me, and uh, I'm excited to uh, play this tabletop game. So, Corey, you released a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons book recently called Feldbar's Shop of Curiosities and Occult. My partner Aaron and I put that out just before the pandemic, so it's been a couple years now. Time flies. <laughs> we just, uh, we've had the PDF and the hard copy available through our websites, thecommonlands.com, but uh, we've been branching out to um, other websites to sell our products, so it's on sale right now on DriveThruRPG. Uh, the links are in the description. And uh, all of the links to our uh, other products that we do, you know, our podcasts, our music, our website, and social media uh, are available below as well. So let's talk about Wanderverse real quick here. So a, a couple of weeks back, you ran a demo for us, and uh, I got to tell you, it was pretty cool. And I would say that your game that you're making has probably the most interesting magic system I've seen out of any role-playing game in a very long time. Thanks. Yeah, uh, it's a three-year passion project. So if I ask you for a real quick rundown of your game system, what would that sound like? I guess the elevator pitch you could say for Wanderverse is uh, Tabletop's Greatest Hits. I've played tabletop games for over 20 years, and I've played quite a few of them. And there are some mechanics uh, that are free license use that I've found are better and, and more enjoyable in the overall flow of the game. And uh, my group of friends and I, since we, we already homebrew so many things, someone you know said to me, like, you should just do your own thing. And I was like, well, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. So when is this new game coming? It's, uh, it's coming out this December. I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, it is a three-in-one combo. So it, it, much like Pathfinder, it has everything you need in, in one book. We're, uh, we're very excited to be releasing this project. How do you plan on releasing the book? Is it just going to be on the website or is there going to be some kind of crowdfunding project? We'll be doing, we'll be doing it through a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, we'll be starting that campaign up late November into December. Uh, and that's exactly what we did with our first project with Felbars. And then uh, Aaron and I are looking forward to applying to some conventions. Uh, we'll be at Gamehole Con in, at the end of October. We're very excited about that. Cool. So if you find yourself in Madison, Wisconsin in October, be sure to check out the Common Lands Associated Media at Gamehole Con. You'll find links to all of the Common Lands social media, products, and websites in the description, as well as a link to the discounted 5th edition book, Feldbar's Shop of Curiosities and Occult on DriveThruRPG. And like always, you can reach out to us at fourglorypod at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. Remember, that's F-O-U-R. And now, I present to you, Episode 5, A Strong, Independent Goblin. Last time on the Four Glory Podcast. Okay, we've, uh, we've got something over here. Well, you're not face-to-face. He's real short. You're crotch-to-face. Use fire and light to distract it. One bite took off both its back legs. Don't feed it fire. You know what? Just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> As a tome from an extra-dimensional library. It takes all your effort to not immediately vomit when you stick your head in there. Yeah, no, I'm just going to leave. The first time you guys have found any kind of loot. Ooh. Never mind about my pants. Just saying. <laughs> Stop masticating in there. You can't tell me what to do, Dad. I am going to be bait. We have to figure out what that light is. What if your god ceased to exist? Really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> go into a room, clear it out, go into the next room. That, um, might not be a great plan. <laughs> you can see the devastation on the walls around you. The scorch marks are all over. Vegan, what do you see? I see some gremlins. You see some gremlins. Finally! Dude, fortune favors the bold. Your story continues now.
darkness, oblivion, nothingness, the total and complete lack of input on any level. This unsettling piece is broken by the sensation of melting, the uncanny feeling that the flesh is being liquefied. Understanding begins to seep in that there is no melting, only liquid rolling down forehead, onto nose, then away onto cheek and further into ear. Light begins to exist again, pushing past the void into sight through clenched eyelids. The tunnel expands so suddenly as all senses begin to feed data to the brain. Surrounded. The faces of killers all around. Panic. There's no response from arms. Vision begins to sharpen, and brain translates light into pictures, then into meaning, then understanding. The arms are bound to body with ropes. The gremlin awakens. Morning, sunshine. Have a nice nap. Ah, 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 fuck. Wait, uh, uh, what are you gonna do to me? What are we... He tries to shake loose. He's, he's trying to chew at the, the bindings around him, but you know, his neck isn't flexible enough for him to get to him. Uh, v and Borwin can't understand him, right? Because he's speaking in Undercommon? Undercommon only, yeah. Jack says in Undercommon to the Gremlin, See, we're a little bit in the dark about what's going on here. And I would like you to clear some things up for us. Depending on your answers, I might let you go. What do you say? I'm not telling you shit! Why should I help you? You killed all my friends! I mean, I, we could kill you too. Roll and intimidate. Uh, that's going to be oh. a 17 total. Alright, fine, fine. Just don't kill me. Just have, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Hmm. Gonna tell us anything we want, eh? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> uh, Quillum, got any questions for him? Well, yes. Who's running the show around here? The, uh... Hey, you're talking about the boss, the king. King? Boss Scrong. Boss Scrong. Mm, okay. And, uh... Just who is this Boss Scrong? Tell me a little bit more, please. Gwillem replies in undercommon. Uh, he's, a uh, uh, He's the, the king of the gremlins. He's... He's strong, and he's... He's beautiful. He's, he's got a... A beautiful beard, and... and he's smart... And, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's the boss. Well, what's he doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, well, you know, I was trying to get some food and I got tied up, uh, hanging out talking to you guys. But what about your boss? What is he doing here? Yeah, what's his game? I, uh, <laughs> I uh, he doesn't tell me. He just tells me what to do. He tells me to go in here. He tells me to get some mushrooms. I get him some mushrooms. How did... He tells me to go outside and try to... Yeah, yeah, try to look for... Uh, things to prepare. Uh, he might be pissed if I tell you. Preparing. But, uh... Uh... Things? Explain more. And I pull out my rapier and I point the blade to its neck. Oh god, oh god, just don't cut me. Oh god. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe you've seen Buzz Buzz. <laughs> Buzz Buzz? We have a... The flies? Yeah. Oh yeah, the giant fly. Yeah, the ones that we killed easily. What do you mean ones? That... Buzz Buzz, the giant fly. Oh, there were two of them. We killed them. What do you mean two? 
What? Yes. Yes, there were two. One flew off and one's dead in the other room. Well, then, maybe BuzzBuzz got a little busy. How big is BuzzBuzz? That was the biggest fly you've ever seen. Uh, maybe three... three gremlins in size. What color was it? It's blue and green and... Sometimes he's brown and green. And sometimes he's blue and green. It depends on his mood. And just where is this Buzz Buzz? Uh, you know, in the stable. Uh, through through that door there, and he points to the west. And then through the next door there, and he's pointing in the same direction. And then through the next door there, and he's still pointing in the same direction. Uh huh. So what would Boss say to you if he found out that? Buzz Buzz is dead. Buzz Buzz can't be killed. Buzz Buzz is immortal. Are you sure? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe. All right. What was the boss doing with Buzz Buzz? What's What's the overall plan with it? No, oh, he doesn't tell me the big picture stuff. He says, "Go out there and find some." bodies and, and make some bodies for food for buzz buzz and for the little the future war flies so you don't know anything about what their boss is planning nothing other than just feeding buzz buzz look man I just do what he says he's a cool guy you know you don't want to get on his bad side he's gonna rule the world you know Oh, really? So, if he's going to rule the world, how could we get on his good side? Oh, you, uh, I've been trying to figure that out myself, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> you, you just, he, uh, he tells you what to do, you just do it. You know, it's, uh, if you don't do it, uh, it's not good. There isn't uh, any one thing that he likes? What's that? Uh... Obedience. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Is there a roll I can make to see if this gremlin is lying to me? He would roll deception against your perception DC. Okay. Uh, let me make a roll. Alright. <laughs> you feel good about this gremlin. He seems like he's on the up and up. Jack turns to Gwillem. And in Sylvan, he says, You think he's lying? I think he doesn't have much at all. I'm getting rather annoyed. Agreed. Switching back to Undercommon, Jack says, Where can we find this boss Skrong? Ah, he's, uh... Okay, this way he's, he's jerking his thumb to the side because his arms are tied up, pointing towards the south... East. So, in Sylvan, Gwillem will speak to Jack and say, Well, we could have this poor fool bring us to this Skrong as, I don't know, we could pretend we're prisoners or something of the sort. What do you think? I was thinking the same thing, honestly. I don't think we can get much more information out of this little fella. And I do believe that we should keep him within sight. Agreed. Okay. Jack is going to turn back to the gremlin, and he says in Undercommon, How about we cut you a deal? If we free you, can you take us to your boss? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I gotta, I gotta bring him back some mushrooms, though. Alright. He'll be pissed. We'll let you gather the mushrooms. I think I found some better mushrooms in the other room, if you don't mind my going to grab some quickly. No problem here. So, what Gwillem would like to do is, as a safety precaution, gather some of these mushrooms and dip them or rub them on the frog's skin from the other room. I remember it being quite poisonous. Oh. <laughs> Very clever. All right. Yeah, so the nice. mushrooms are growing in this 
area that you guys are currently in. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. Gather up some mushrooms and uh, go to the other room, wipe them, rub them somehow, get them coated in the frog's gross, poisonous slime that's still on its body. He would speak up when William starts to leave, be like, Would you care to fill me and Monsieur Bowen in on what is going on? Can't exactly understand what you are saying. Jack is going to give V and Borwin the gist of what's been said. Oh, that sounds like a plan. More out of this. Sure, whatever. Okay, back in Undercommon. So, what's your name? Uh, Kirk? What's your name? I'm not going to get emotionally attached. Yeah, bad choice, Greg. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> we'll shoot the shaggy dog later. Don't say that in front of Henry! <laughs> Oh, no, Henry's good. He's not shaggy. He's quite groomed. Okay, so uh, the whole process goes by pretty quick. You gather up some mushrooms real fast from down here. Gwillem takes them, heads back over to that other chamber, smears some discreet poison crap from that giant frog over there onto him. And you bring him back and hand Gjerk your bundle of now poisoned mushrooms. As we start to make our way over there, I will talk to Jack in Sylvan once more and say, So, Jack, I shall let you know I added a little something to those mushrooms. Now, should things turn sour, I do believe our friend Giark there will be blamed for it. And if possible, I might be able to help assist if anything goes wrong and ingratiate ourselves with said King Skrong. Clever bastard. Keeping a close eye on Gyark, making sure he doesn't try to sneakily run away. Alright, there's not a lot for him to run away to or from here currently, but you guys are all able to make it up here. The door opens. This again, similar to all the other doors you've seen here. The same gray with age, swollen with humidity, banded with iron that's oxidized doors, double doors, and as they open, you see a 15-foot stone walkway that spans a narrow stretch of swamp water. It connects the ruined keep to a large stone outbuilding, not too dissimilar from the initial gatehouse that you entered through. On the other end of the walkway, there's again double doors, same as the ones you came through. However, standing before the southeast doors is a seven-foot-tall skeleton dressed in armor made out of gnarled roots, bits of bone, and pieces of rusted metal. The skeleton is clenching a morning star in one weathered hand. The spiked tips of this morning star are resting on the walkway at the skeleton's feet. It stands motionless, guarding this door. In Undercommon, Jack says to Giark, Is that a trap? Oh, uh, that? Uh, no, no, don't, don't even worry about that guy. And he walks just right behind it. Walks right up to the door. Okay. I'll be uh, following Giark behind closely, keeping an eye on the skeleton for any sudden movements. Yeah, V will be having her lance at the ready just in case. Riding on Henry. As you get closer... Just as you get in reach, Jack, your That's Odd ability triggers. Mm. You see that this skeleton that's standing guard here is attached to wooden struts, and it's held together with bits of sinew and, and vines. This is, this is like a sculpture made out of various detritus that they've found and made an imposing guard for their door here. It's kind of like more like a scarecrow than anything else. But yeah, it's like a scarecrow. Okay. So this being such a prominent figure in the room, Willem is going to be a little suspicious, and just in case, he will go ahead and cast Detect Magic at it and give it a, a little bit of a closer look. You get a positive result. Willem is definitely going to want to take a little bit of a closer look in this room. You notice that this morning star that this skeleton effigy is holding here 
looks particularly clean and vibrant compared to everything else that you've seen around here. Say, Jack, why don't you uh, take a look at this? It uh, is quite interesting. Hmm. All right. Uh, Gyok, stay there for a moment. Hmm. Oh, all right. Jack is then going to reach for the Morning Star, keeping an eye on the Skelly Crow and see if it makes any movement when he reaches for the Morning Star. Doesn't move as you reach for the Morning Star, but once you grab the Morning Star and pull, the thing tips over and starts to crumble into a bunch of pieces. It falls apart. The thing was barely holding together. Hmm. Gyark jumps out of the way and he's like, uh, That's not good. What do you mean? There's a lot of gremlin hours put into making this thing. Oh. Jack is just going to shrug at that and just take a close look at the Morning Star. Looks nice. I don't know if I can really use this, though. Well, maybe just hold on to it for a bit. The next time we have some rest, I'll be able to give it a closer examination. Alright. Jack is going to hand the Morningstar over to Gwillem. The wizard is actually trained in this weapon that was found. This is crazy. Gwillem, this is a magical Morningstar. You're able to detect that. And you are able to, with that roll, recognize this as a plus one Morningstar. Mm. Fancy. <laughs> I yeah, this is this is ridiculous. The wizard is getting the first magical weapon. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, an interesting find indeed to have found in just some uh, a gremlin effigy of sorts. Hmm. So I will put that into your stowed items here. All right, Gawk. Let's keep going. We'll fall behind. No, oh, all right. Let me do the knocks. Then he goes to the door and he gives it a series of special knocks. It goes like this. Then from the other side, the door unlatches and opens. Inside, you see the splintered framing in the ceiling and the floor hints that thin wooden walls once divided this stone building's interior. With those walls demolished, only a single, large chamber remains. The rubble, swamp vegetation, and mud is piled in heaps like foul nests, while a large stack of rubble, sticks, and bones looks almost, but not quite, like a throne. A flattened mound of sand with a few dozen bits of wood and stone stuck into it cover the floor just in front of the throne. And upon the throne sits... The handsomest gremlin? The ugliest gremlin? Definitely the beardliest gremlin that you've ever seen. Wait, who's that? I didn't ask for you to come here, who are you? Well, what are you doing? Don't just stand there, come on in. We understand him? Yes, he speaks in common. Yark steps forth. Oh, hey. I got you your mushroom. Sorry it took so long. There's uh, complications. <laughs> uh, are you going to explain this? What's going on here? Uh, well, yeah, I was uh, out there trying to gather some mushrooms, and uh, these four, five, these five murdered everyone uh, except me. Um, <clears throat> they know about Buzz Buzz, <laughs> and they broke the skeleton. Did they, uh, take out the, uh, you know, and he starts, like, shaping his head like he's wearing a giant helmet, like that's what he's emoting toward him? You know, like, they, you know, they get him? No, oh, they, uh, uh, I have no idea what they've done. They, 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 they beat me, and they tied me up, and they killed the others. They, they killed Lern, and they, and they killed Schmidt, and they even killed Hilert. All of them. Right in front of me. But I'm brave, I'm strong. But Buzz Buzz is okay, right? Oh, they said they killed him. Hey, you you guys kill my fly? Well, we killed a fly. But there was a second fly, so it may not have been your fly that we killed. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that a lot. 
I'm gonna be real upfront with you about that, okay? Why don't you come in here so I can see you a little better, okay? You're giving me some serious spooky vibes. Well, uh, I also hear, although you may not have liked that, that you do like mushrooms. Giark picked some mushrooms for you. Go ahead, Giark. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 here you go. And then he hands you an armload of mushrooms. They look very delicious, but I would also like to know beforehand, uh, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> you, you come here and you're killing my fly and you're killing my, my, my men, and now... Uh, you're here feeding me? That's, uh, bizarre. To be fair, we came here to investigate the lights coming from the tower, but as soon as we got here, your little gremlin friends started attacking us. And not only attacking us, but your gremlins tried to serve us food as well. In fact, it was their shit. So, I don't think we will, uh, <laughs> argue over who is feeding who. Our gift is quite a lot better. Either way, it's kind of like an apology kind of thing. I think we all just got up on the wrong foot. Okay. So are you guys, like, from down under or something? Is there a Golarian Australia? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, from deep, deep within here, you know, this place, this castle. You have come from the town outside of the forest. Oh, you're outsiders, huh? Oh, okay. We got a bunch of outsiders here, Gurk. They're here. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. Gurk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you get in here. I want to look at you. Jack is going to step forward before him. Gwilym follows suit. Come all the way here. What can I do for you? I'm hoping you can maybe answer some questions. All right. Make it quick. And, uh, I will start eating the mushrooms as they're talking. Okay, so I need you to make a fortitude save. Come on out with it! Uh, so I rolled, I rolled an 11 on my fortitude saving throw. Um, as I'm eating the mushrooms, <laughs> Okay, come on out with it! But as I have said, we wanted to know why the light is on the tower. <laughs> oh, ah. You know that spooky light? I hate that spooky light myself. <laughs> Generally, I try to stay away from the spooky light. I don't know who you are, but uh, you should probably stay away from it too. So you don't know anything about it then? Well, <laughs> you want to see that spooky light? I mean, I don't know how you do with ghosts and things, but uh, I could hand you this, this map I made. Doesn't come free. <laughs> Alright, what do you want for that map? Oh, well, <laughs> since you can't bring back the fly that you've taken out, maybe, uh, mm, I don't know, you could kill a couple of those mushroom heads for me. <laughs> that would be, uh, really good. Really mushroom good. heads? Alright, where are these mushroom heads you speak of? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> head on down, you'll find them. They, they come here and there, uh, you know, you could, you could find them all around. I mean, uh, I hate them. I hate them a lot. So, if you see any of them, just, just kill them. They're, they're all over the place. Seems simple enough. He goes, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll even sweeten the pot. <laughs> you, you bring me ten heads, and I'll give you one of, uh, my fancy, uh, shiny gemstones. Well, hold on. <laughs> I'll give you the gemstone if you kill their king. You see, I got a problem with their king, because he came in and he's kind of like, hey, I'm taking over. It's hard for me because I'm trying to take over the world and I'm working real hard at it, but this guy's kind of in my way, so if you take him out, it's one less thing for me to have to do. Jack is going to look at his companions and nod. As Gwilym looks at him, how is he doing after having eaten the poison mushrooms? I feel like this has probably been about two rounds. Corey, do me a favor, make another fortitude save. I have rolled a three. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> is that a crit oh, fail? Oh, that is. That is bad news. So, the poison you put on there is going to follow the rules for spear frog venom. 
So stage one is 1d4 poison damage, <clears throat> and stage two is 1d6 poison damage, and you are enfeebled one. So you're going to take two damage and another four damage, plus you are enfeebled. Um, real quick question. Can I use some uh, one of my skills to determine if, uh, I don't know if it's perception or, or some kind of insight to determine whether the mushrooms they gave me are, are bad because of them? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead and roll nature. Nature, that's okay. Gotcha. There you go. Uh, I have rolled a 19. Oh, yeah. You have been eating these mushrooms for the past couple of weeks, and you've never felt this shitty from eating them. Okay. Would I, would I suspect they would have been tampered with to have made me sick? That's up to you. Either that or they've gone bad. So, uh, Brock Scrong's gonna stand up, slamming the bag on the ground, coughing after swallowing. He's gonna go, What'd you give me? Are you worried for the mushroom people? Because if you are, I'll kill every one of you. And I won't just kill you. I will kill you and your families and your family's families. And I'll kill your family's family's families. I don't care. Blood will cover the ground. <laughs> uh, unaffected almost by this, Gwilym would like to rush forward with some medical supplies and be like, oh, calm yourself, calm yourself, I can help. Just sit down. Uh, Frost Strong is going to sit down and say, what do you, what, what do you think you're doing? I believe I know what's going on here. Let me, let me help you feel better and uh, I can treat you for this illness. And I'm going to uh, try and treat poison. I will keep my trident in striking range of you as you do that. Uh, if you hurt Boss Strong in any way, Boss Strong is going to trident you. You will be counter hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, treating poison with healer's tools as I attempt a medicine check against the poison's DC. Would I be able to aid in this role? Yeah, I'll let that go. Cool. Oh, it's looking a little greener on the gills over there. Maybe we should try this. I would like to speak to Girk in Undercommon. <clears throat> so, who the hell are these people and what are they doing? Are these people trustworthy or is this some kind of ruse? They, they killed everybody. Uh, they, uh, they threatened to kill me if I didn't bring them here. Uh, <clears throat> they helped me pick the mushrooms. Uh, but, uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Replying back in Undercommon, Gwilym will say, Yes, we came, and yes, we killed everybody, and yes, we captured him. He gave you all the mushrooms himself, though. Jack will also reply back in Undercommon, He didn't exactly act friendly towards us at first. Girk, are you trying to poison me and take the throne? I scream in Undercommon. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No, no, I, I, uh, no. You got a face smooth like a baby's ass. You can't sit on this throne like that. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. You come I... from a, a long line of baby face, blue, soft looking pieces of trash. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you acknowledge that, Girk, because it is the truth. And if you've just betrayed me here, I will kill you too. Oh, God. Oh, no. He cowers and uh, vibrates with fear. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. What do we what do we get for your medicine check? Uh, Jack, what'd you do for your aid? Jack has rolled a 17. Uh, okay, that's not going to provide any kind of bonuses. Then, what do you got, Gwillem? So, Gwillem, for his medicine check, rolled a 21. Boom. So, that dials it down one stage. Yes, I... Grant the creature a plus two circumstance bonus to its next saving throw against the poison. Ah, my mistake. Okay, so one more save from Boss Scrong here. I have rolled a 12. Okay, so with that plus two, that is not going to be enough. You are going to take the additional d6 of damage. It's four more points of damage. Uh, as Boss Scrong takes that damage, not being able to tell that, that I'm not being helped... Uh, I am going to make a trident attack against... Uh, is it Gwillem that is uh, healing me? Gwillem, yes. Gwillem. Yeah, I, so Boss Scrong gets, you know, kind of large, spreads his arms out, and I am going to stab you with the trident, and I say, Hey, what do you think you're doing here? 
Oh, you poisoned me! You poisoned me! Uh, and I'm gonna make an attack. Alright, and then, after that attack, we will go to initiative. It's not good. <laughs> My attack roll is a 15. So, your trident must pass where you believe an arm should be, but Gwillem's frail arms are so skinny, it just misses. Hey, come back here! Alright, let's get initiative going for everybody. Oh, holy shit, that music just kicked yeah, in. That, that is loud. Boom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Yeah, it's not bump, bump, bump this time. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, good choice on, on stepping away from the 80s sci-fi <laughs> movie battle music. I am so rolling medicine for my initiative. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll let that go. That's fine. Jack rolled 11. B's got a five. Borwin rolled a total of 25 for his initiative. Nice. Nice. Gwillem also with a critical, uh, well, nat 20, I should say, got a 25 using medicine as the initiative. That's the first time I've ever seen medicine use as initiative, and I will take it. I like it. Thought Strong got a five using intimidation. All right. I got Jerk coming in with a 19. I got the other Mitflits in the room. There are... One, two, three additional mitflits in the room. They're coming in on a hot roll of three total. And last but not least, from behind the throne crawls Bite Bite. This thing is a giant, I'm going to butcher it, Sullafugid, I think. Um, colloquially known as a camel spider. This thing is large enough to kill a man, or a woman, or a dwarf. Big. Bigger than the Mitflits. This thing is probably about the size of Henry. It's got six legs, two large feeding appendages that can easily be mistaken for additional legs. It's gross. Looks like a spider, but technically it's not a spider. It's uh, an insect, mm. not an arachnid. And that thing came in with a 12. So, top of the order is going to be Gwillem. Well, Gwillem is sitting right now in the middle of the room, in front of the throne, in front of Boss Skrong, in the middle of one, two, three, four of these gremlins, and this big spider. <laughs> this is not a very good predicament. Trying to double down on Perhaps Giyark being the one that is poisoning Boss Skrong. Gwillem is going to say, Giyark, how could you? And will run over and give Giyark a bop on the head with his staff. Okay. <laughs> uh, does a nine hit Giyark? No, a nine is not going to do it. You swing and you miss. Did not imagine it. You still got one more. I will uh, stride again. I'm going to move and continue north, northeast to the corner of the room. So I have a wall to my back and a wall to my left. And next we've got Borwin. You're in the center of this chamber, loosely surrounded by gremlins. Their king, the fearsome boss Skrong, has started attacking your friends. Also, there's a giant, horrific insect. Hmm. So Barwin takes one look at the spider, grips his axe in both of his hands, he will then casually walk right up to this thing and swing his axe like if he's trying to break firewood. Does an 11 hit? Ooh, unfortunately, that is a no. Damn. Well, with that, Seeing that he's now face to face with the spider, Borwin's going to go into rage, and that will be my turn. Next up is Giark. He feels betrayed, and 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 sad, and lonely, and underappreciated. Well, he was. He wants to prove himself, though, man. He's going for it. He is going to attack Gwillem. He moves in and presses towards you in the corner. 
realizes that you took all of his weapons. He's got no knives. He is going to try to cast a spell on you. What? Oh, no. I need you to make a will save. I also need me to make the will save. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, 24! Ooh, yeah, Ooh. you save. You don't, uh, not critically, but damn close. Still feels like I did. <laughs> Nothing happens. Then, he will uh, attempt to intimidate you. So he's screaming out at you. He's like, I'm going to bite off your kneecaps. How about an eight to intimidate? <laughs> that is a failure. Oh, man. How did you know his mom's nickname for him? Well, that's all he's got. Next up is Bite Bite. Bite Bite is still hidden. So since he's going before Jack, Jack is still not yet aware of him. So Bite Bite is going to use an ability called Pounce. He can stride and make a strike at the end of that movement. If he began the action hidden, he remains hidden until after the ability strikes. Is he technically still hidden since Orwin actually saw him and attacked him? From you, he is. Okay, so even with me being kind of aware of him, I it's still hidden. Okay. So he moves just behind you as it leaps through the air with the greatest of ease. And, oh, how about a 21 to hit you? A 21 does hit me. There we go. Uh, it gets you with the claw for six points of damage. This ooh, thing's geez. got long, gross mouth claws. It can reach you from 10 feet away. Mouth claws. All right. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's fucking weird. Um, and it's going to get weirder. It will attack you with its second mouth claw thing for 10. Uh, that is a miss. Not a crit oh, miss, okay. though. Then, one more. How about a 13? Also a miss. Okay, that's Bite Bite's turn. Now, Jack, it's you. This thing is swinging long, long mandible-type things that are 10 feet in length. It's able to hit you from behind. You're face-to-face -face with Boss Skrong still sitting upon his throne. This thing attacks you from the rear. What do you do? I will attempt to devise a stratagem, and I want to try to learn a weakness of Bite Bite. Alright, let's see. <laughs> uh, you recall that these insects are attracted to fire. Hmm. Okay. And what kind of creature is this thing? I'm going to butcher it again. A giant solifugid, or fugid. I think it might be solifugid. I think it's solifugid. Solifugid? You know what? We're going to call him a giant camel spider. Either way, let me roll that d20. Ugh, it's a four. There's no way I'm going to hit this thing. So he'll try something else. Could I use a deception roll? Because I would like to try to fool boss man over here by saying, That bastard Gyork's a traitor. He must have poisoned the mushrooms and trying to pin the blame on us. Kill him! So let's see, the book says, <clears throat> You roll a single deception check and compare it against the perception DC of every creature you were trying to fool. Okay. So, yeah, it would be a secret roll. Let's see how you do. Okay. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that's that seems convincing. Boss Skrong, after hearing you say that, goes, Doc, you tried ya! Kill him! And I'm gonna direct the other gremlins to try and kill Gark. And I would turn to Jack, and Boss Skrong says, If what you're saying is true, then I'm gonna have to... <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill him. <laughs> and I might even spare your life. Remember, we still gotta kill the mushroom heads for you. Bring me, Gark! And... Jack will enter a parry stance. That's my turn. Well, it's Boss Skrong's turn. Do people have weapons drawn on me right now? Or are people putting their weapons away? Because I obviously believe Jack, and if they're going to go pull Gark, I'm just going to not do anything. V's had a weapon out the whole time. You just see an angry lumberjack next to you, not really directing any of his anger towards you. A wizard always carries his staff. 
Boss Strong would say, Okay, okay. Things got a little heated here. I can see that. <laughs> Let's just put our weapons away and kill Gurk together, okay? Hey, get Gurk. Kill him. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to delay you to the end of the order. V, Hello. your turn. Did I believe the lie? Yeah, what do we do? A uh, good question. Let's take a look at <laughs> a little your conflicting perception. For your perception is a plus four. Borwins yeah. is a plus six. So, V believes Borwin does not. Okay, that makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he went and got some better mushrooms. She doesn't know. So, we're going to do a nature check to get Henry to move. It's a 20 to move. Yes, nice, good boy, Henry. Nice. There you go. He's, nice. just, he's still like being by the pit. That that was his problem. He's in fear of heights. Like, Dude, you want, to, you want to fight things down there? No, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't like being by the pit. He didn't like the ghosts. He didn't like the flight. All right, but go on. <laughs> he's getting there. All right. So, riding on Henry, we'll zip around Jack to flank beside uh, Gyark. With Gyark between William and V, she will do a lance attack, which will get a plus one because she moved before. So 15, so that'll be a 16 to hit. Oh yeah, that hits him. Poor Gyark. Nice. <laughs> Only Man, for damage Gyark. though. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bonus to the damage because of the mounted charge with the lance? Only a deadly D8. Okay. You gallop towards him. Lance at the ready, dodging around your friends, and you drive the lance into poor little Gyark. He's still alive, but he is on the end of that lance. Not looking good. I'll give a second attack just to try. 14 to hit? 14 will do it. That's a 7 damage. That is a dead gremlin. All he wanted was to impress his boss. <laughs> <laughs> You just fucking killed him. Yeah, so she charged up in that one hit, clowned him in, pulled it out, twirled it around, and stabbed it back down into him. You know what they say. Say lovey. Say lovey. The other gremlins move in to attack, gather around, and just, just start stabbing. 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 <laughs> and they oh, murder... Yark. <laughs> so bad. Oh, Gyark. So incredibly dead. <laughs> then, end of the initiative order. We're back at Boss Grong. First of all, let me just say, whoa, mission accomplished. <laughs> I always hated that guy. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> so you, you killed the traitor for me. Now I want you to kill the Mushroom King. Bring me his fat mushroom head, and I will give you the gemstone in my bag here. Now he makes this proclamation, this offer, this appeal, and then he makes a fortitude save. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, yeah. So Boss Strong has rolled a five. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, boy, the poison. <laughs> poison is still going strong. Gets you for two more points of damage. If anybody else would like to act, we can move on to another round. If not, we can end the combat here. I would probably try to calm down Borwin at this point. Borwin's going to deck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's gonna go full fist to face. Oh, Do it. <laughs> 24. That's Ooh. a hit. <laughs> you take six damage. So basically, what Borwin does... He's going to throw his axe to the ground, look Jack right in the eye, snarl, and then wham! Land a haymaker right to the jaw. <laughs> Cold cocks him. <laughs> All right. Then composes himself and says, I'm sorry. I couldn't control my head. Jack shakes his head and cracks his jaw. <laughs> oh, that's a mean left hook you got there. My apologies. Don't worry. I'll get you back for that one. Oh, I love these guys. You're Italian. Can't punch him in the face again. That was great. 
From here on out, you're all known as Mitflit, Mudflickin'. You're all Mudflickers to me. Alright? Wow. I really like your style. That was great. Sweeps, get over here. Come on. I gotta get it. Here, give this to them. They're gonna need it. <laughs> and uh, I, I hand Sweeps the uh, crudely drawn map that Boss Strong has made. And under my breath, I say, <laughs> oh, what an unlucky bunch. <laughs> Look like a bunch of dimwits. They're all dead. And I chuckle as I give Sweeps the map. By the way, how how, how is Boss Strong doing <laughs> the poison? Boss Strong's going to make another fortitude save. Oh. 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 To be fair, I think this is the highest you've rolled so oh. far. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I can't roll over 10, so for anybody listening, just know that that wasn't over 10, and that's not good. Got a 6. Oh, boy. So you take an additional 5 points of damage. The good news is this poison's about to run its course. It only lasts for a maximum of six rounds. Um, and then so there is no way that this can kill me if it does five. a max of six damage then, right? Correct, okay. because you have more than six hit points left. Very small, more, a small margin. Okay. A small uh, all right, well, uh, I just, <laughs> I hand sweeps the map, the map. I said, sweeps. <laughs> Give this to them, they're going to need it. What a bunch of dopes, they're all dead. Uh, hey, you guys over there! I got a map for you. This will help you. It's a masterpiece. Chef's kids. <laughs> Piece of something. So you, <laughs> you receive two. Uh, I would say crudely drawn maps. You may say otherwise, but two maps depicting what he knows about this floor. It's labeled clearly, very well, and a map of the lower level of the dungeon. Willem will grab it from the from Sweeps, was it? Then hand it over to Jack and say, "For your journal, Jack." Uh, did you did you guys get both maps? You seem they should be popping up on your screen. There we go. Now I see it, Boss Scrawn's <laughs> Keep map. Yes. Oh, beautiful! Love <laughs> the it. The little Pac-Man ghosts. And his dungeon map. Oh, yes. That is. <laughs> that's a style. It's adorable. Thanks, I drew on myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll make those available for anybody to view, and you guys can be art critics <laughs> or you guys can be nice, whatever you prefer. I'm um, going to put this shit on my fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to put it here on the fridge, a little bit lower, a little bit lower, a little bit lower. Yeah, in the garbage can. Uh, all right, and <laughs> then you also have received your very first side quest. Mm. I've titled this side quest Rival Kings. Boss Skrong hates the Moshamide people and promises the heroes a big pile of shiny gems if they go downstairs, kill them all, and defeat their king. Describes the king as a magic priest, Moshamide guy who can hurt you with your brain just by looking at you. I'd like to thank you, Corey, Indeed. very much for joining Yay. us and providing the excellent voice of Boss Skrong. It was really great gaming with your whole crew. All you guys are great. Thanks again for having me. It's an awesome opportunity. Take Sorry care. Sorry for Bye. the poison. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Indeed. Thank you. There we go. Now, what do you do? Well, first off, I'm going to walk out of the throne room and start heading back towards the pit. Yeah, I think we're all leaving the that room for now. Orwin will follow. Jack's just walking along, making sure that you know we're out of earshot of Skrong. And then he's sure. just going to double over and just go, Oh, fuck my jaw! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Borwin did that. I know, yeah. I know we did that. <laughs> uh, Bor Borwin definitely fucked your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. What was that What was that about? for, Borwin? Yeah, Borwin, what was all that all about? I mean, I'm not mad at him to just... Oh, like, don't get me wrong with this, because, like, this... The thing, it, it was probably last minute, though. I apologize to each and to each to UV and Bowen. But oh, I, I really did not expect you to just deck me like that. Yes. What are you talking about? I can't believe you poisoned the mushrooms, Jack. Borwin, Borwin, it was me who poisoned the mushrooms, and 
Let me just do a little bit of simple math for you. Instead of a huge onslaught which would have left either us or them dead, there's only one. Just one. And we'd already killed- You killed three in just the other room, Borwin. It's just one. They had a fighting chance. He's- Yeah, she's frowning, crossing her arms. The next time you guys want to make your own plans, make sure to inform us. We'll I, do. I think you are a little too proud right now to admit that my math is Just didn't correct. have a chance to fight back. But So regardless of how well the outcome went, I don't agree. Uh, he, he did try to swing at me, I'll remind you. He wouldn't have tried to swing at you if you did not poison him in the first place. We would not even be in this mess, we do not know. Maybe he would have talked to us normally without you poisoning him. Uh, magic missile, magic missile, you know. I get no, it. I don't. For the first time, I disagree, friend. Mm. If we are going to continue, I would prefer if we could stay on the same page with how we are proceeding. Agreed. And then, Boren will cross his arms and stare off to the side. Standing on this bridge that spans the moat across from this outbuilding, the moon's rays are not making it through this fog at all. It is incredibly dark outside. The only thing lighting your vision at all is the staff of Gwillem. The mists prevent you from seeing more than a few feet in front of you. Let's head back inside. Jack's going to move towards the room with the pit. But... He just kind of sighs and leads Henry into the room. How would you all like to proceed? I know... Magic Fransia has wanted to return home, and seeing that map, it, this place is a bit bigger than I would have thought. Do we want to regroup, try again tomorrow? I think that some of us do need some time for tempers to cool. A prudent suggestion, V. He ignores it. I agree. We should probably rest up, get clear minds, and tackle this the next day. Um, before everybody starts to move back through, Gwillem is going to let Rupert out of his rucksack, and he's going to cast a spell on himself. So, Gwillem is a bit of a loner, as we've learned already, and he is not gelling so well so all of a sudden with Borwin, and he's kind of feeling a bit of the tension here. So, he is going to go ahead and cast a spell. He's going to cast Pest Form. They transform into the battle form of a tiny animal. And the tiny animal that I'm going to pick is going to be a rat. Alright, you rat out. Hmm. You said you had no more magic. That's why I said we could go back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after turning into the rat, Rupert will then scoop up Gwillem and carry him through this arrow slit just in the south wall over the waters and back into the gatehouse area, and then we'll begin his walk home. Unfortunately, that leaves you human folks yeah. <laughs> without any visibility. Uh, I, I can't really see that well in the dark. Jack is going to look through his backpack, and he's going to pull out a torch and light it. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, um, all right, man. Jack, while you're in there going through your bag, mm -hmm. and you get your torch going, you look down into this pit, and you see, in the bottom, buried in the rocks, you can make out the hand railing of a spiral staircase going down. Okay, I point that out. Hey, uh, Bowen, come in here for a second. Orwin taking a deep sigh, just... Sure. What do you need? There's a uh, spiral staircase over here. And Jack points to where he saw it. Well, it looks like we found our path down to the dungeon area when we come back. Looking at it, you would assume trying to clear the rubble out of here is going to take days. Uh. Mm. Never mind. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, unless we found some kind of way to move all that rubble quickly. Uh, I guess it's just something to keep note of, I suppose. Unless, or when you think you could clear that when we come back here. 
you you know uh, looking at that if you were to do that by hand yourself it would take you weeks I'd need a shovel if you were to do that with a shovel by yourself it would take you slightly fewer weeks <laughs> oh shit it'd be help of a little trowel that was awesome uh, yeah okay so like one, <laughs> one, one less week then he's just gonna say no yeah well, I didn't think so but right well let's head back you want to lead the way and I'll fall behind you? That's cool. Sorry, again. The three, well, I guess four of you, including Henry, head back towards the entrance to Gauntlet Keep. You come to that bridge that fell out, that Borwin fell through. There's not an easy way across. You're going to have to go down into the moat, swim across, or walk across, I guess, climb back up the other side. And you do. Wait, oh, little Henry's got a doggy paddle. <laughs> yeah, he he's got no sweat. He actually Henry enjoys it, you know. Ah. <laughs> actually, uh, Borwin would have like offered his shoulder as a place to, to to reside as he climbs down. He's offering you piggyback. Yeah, he will begrudgingly accept it. <laughs> How humiliating! But I don't want to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, she's very fancy. So you guys cross and trudge through the woods down the gaunt trail, back to Otari. 